Welcome, welcome. Takes on tap. This is Andres Junco coming to you live from FIU campus, the usual headquarters. Today is April 21st, Easter Sunday, here with my good friend Michael Lopez. What's up, Michael? How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Takes on tap is back. Uh, I know your leg is feeling a little bit better, and, and I'm ready to talk sports, man. It's been it's been a little while. How, six weeks? In about six weeks, yes. So for those of you who have been wondering where we've been, I have been on medical leave. So for all of you that don't know, kickball is a dangerous sport, maybe the most dangerous. I've played many sports, and I've, this is the only one I've broken a bone in. Broke my femur playing kickball. Had me out for a while. Michael, what, do you, what are your thoughts on the, the danger of kickball? What would you say to the audience? Look, look, it's it's not for the weak-hearted. You know, you go out there, there's there's some drinking involved here on Takes and Tap. We, you know, we fully support that aspect. It's fun. It's Kick, fun. Kickball, extreme sport. Extreme sport. Maybe the most extreme. And so we're back. I'm, I'm walking around just for you to know. I'm, you know, not running yet. I'm not ready to return to the diamond, but I'm, I'm in. Is that walking walk around? Would you call that walking? I'm walking. I'm limping around. I'm limping around. It's walking. You know, it's a step up. No more walkers. No more crutches. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm almost back. I'm almost back. But today we're going to we're going to take this in a new direction. We're going to we're going to talk. We're going to this is going to be our first soccer themed episode. Let's go. Are you excited for this? Are you excited? We're talking a little football football. I'm excited. I mean, there's there's been really entertaining games. We're going to get into it. Obviously, the Champions League. Uh, we had Man City and Tottenham. It felt like, you know, just we had a- some Champions League. We had some things. We got Mikey Lowe, our resident soccer expert through experience only, but not, you know, he's okay. He's okay at soccer. You know, he's, <laughs> he did once try out for FIU. Is that what it is? Or uh, I tried out for FIU. I had a couple college offers. Now I'm just, you know, I'm just your casual Sunday league player. But yeah, I love the game. Retired player. He's, I love he's, the game. He's, your, he's the equivalent of Steven Jackson, basically, to soccer. You know, he's he's retired. He's not playing competitively anymore, but he is playing competitively, just in a, in a little bit of a step down of the league. Right. For you, Mikey. That's dope. That's dope. It's awesome. It's awesome. I love the game. I can never leave the game, you know, still still playing, and, and I'm excited to be talking soccer with you here. Uh, talking soccer. This is our first soccer episode, like you said. Let's go. Let's go. Is there any biases we should know about? Is there any, you know, are you an Arsenal fan? Are you? Is there any biases that we should know about? Um, you know, I, I get a lot. I get a lot of uh, stick for this, but you know, I'm a huge MLS guy. Orlando City, Panthers, uh, sorry, Lions Pride, Lions Pride. You know, I'm part of the wall. I know the chance, and and I'm a huge Orlando City guy. So Orlando Magic is playing right now, hypothetically speaking, of course, in the playoffs, and Orlando City's playing right now, hypothetically speaking, versus the LA Galaxy in the playoffs. What are you watching? I'm going to the Orlando City game. I'm taking a drive to He's Orlando City. Four hours north to watch Orlando City. That is who we're talking about here. That's the level of dedication we're talking here. Orlando City. My bias. I, I'm always unbiased. I'm just the most objective and awesome sports person there is. But if I do have a bias, it's definitely I'm always rooting for the national team of Mexico. Everything else beyond that, you'll hear me. You'll, if we're talking MLS, you'll hear me talk Carlos Vela. We're talking La Liga. You're gonna hear me talk about Real Betis, team with the most Mexicans in it, and I'm shameless about it. I'm bringing it in. I'm bringing it in. LAFC is gonna whoop some Orlando City butt this year. I'm 
all in on LAFC. Carlos Vela, best player in the league. Right. In LAFC, man, these expansion teams, I I don't know if we're going to talk MLS, but I'm going to go ahead and, and jump on this and take the opportunity to say that these expansion teams have been great. The Atlanta United, they won the championship last year. They have arguably the best. You're saying Carlos Vela. I'm saying that arguably arguably the best player in the league, Josef Martinez from Venezuela. He's been amazing. Uh, leading goal scorer last year. I don't know where he's at right now. But, yeah, just to show that everybody has uh, an opportunity in MLS. Orlando City, an expansion team as well a couple years back. They've had some success. One of the greatest fan bases. Obviously, I fall in that category, and New York City FC, they've been a very strong team, and they're continuing to grow. Uh, I'm looking forward to this team in Miami that's been going on. Uh, David Beckham seems to have good management there, and but, hopefully— but is, there, is, there, is there? I'm sorry to cut you off, but is there too many teams? For me, that's my big thing. I think there's way too many teams. There's, there's going to be, in about two or three years, there's going to be 28—they're they're planning to have 27 teams— when Inter Miami comes in, because it'll be Inter Miami and then Austin FC in Texas, so there'll be 27. Then there's gonna be a 28th team. Maybe Austin FC is that third team, but they're gonna add three teams in the next two years, and there's gonna be 28. And then there's plans in the works to add 30 teams in the near future. Is that too many teams? I mean, I'm thinking like La Liga only has 20 teams, Premier League only has 20 teams. There's too many teams for me to keep up with, man. That, that MLS has never been my cup of tea. Carlos Vela, still the best player in the league, though. <laughs> Left foot of a god. But that's too many teams. I'm not watching the Columbus crew. How many people even live in Columbus? Like 30,000 people? Can't even fill up a, you know, an NFL stadium with the whole population of the city. I think there's way too many people. I'm not in. I'm not in on this many teams. Yeah. Love these expansion teams, but I'm down. Let's just relegate some teams look are you in are you relegating teams are we cutting the fat here right right so relegation that's another huge thing in the unit in you know in usa soccer that's you know that's that's coming up um and and you know there should be a relegation system i have i have friends you know they play college and they never get an opportunity to go pro because you know the next step is to go to the nasl for example and there's no connection i think there should be a connection maybe they should uh incorporate a second division but that's a talk for another time i guess i think well i think that this is just a life talk now i think there should be relegation in all facets of life you have (laughs) 10 friends your bottom two friends got to be stepping it up or else you're bringing in another two friends that maybe will be your best friends you know i I, I, I love, this is my favorite thing. This is my favorite thing about soccer, football, the beautiful game. Is that in the other, and everywhere else in the world, if you suck, there's punishment. There's, there's consequences for sucking. You make a lot less money. You get sent down. If you're, if you're a shitty friend, you get relegated. You get relegated to the second tier of friends. Right, all of a Why sudden. Why in the MLS can't we get some relegation? Why can't we get rid of the bad teams? Why can't the NBA get rid of the Suns? Why can't the NFL get rid of the Dolphins? And why can't other leagues just get rid of their worst teams to get new teams? I love that. What's up with this, man? Orlando City getting relegated. Would that change your opinion on relegation? Or are you just all in on relegation? 
I love relegation. I think they need to light a fire under these guys. I think it. it Even it, if Orlando City's in, in at the bottom of the table. Yeah, dude. I'll stop going to the games if Orlando City's not competing. Then, then whatever. Um, you know, I, I want to see some competition. I think it's growing. The MLS is growing. I think. I think it's something good for the sports. So, what do you think? So, like relegating your friends. What's What's the equivalent? Is it like just like discarding them in the main group chat and they're just in the secondary group chat? It's kind of. I feel it's, it's. It's almost like ghosting them in a way. And I don't mean that. I'm not gonna. I'm not saying I'm ghosting my friends, but, you know, every now and then you, you have that friend who, you know, you spot them a couple times, you spot them a couple dollars here and there, and not that they don't pay you back, but you got to be on them to pay you back. There's nothing worse, no? Like, you, if I spot you $20 and then, you know, I have to be the one, like, I'm, I'm having to put in work. I paid for you for something, and I have to, like, hunt you down, or, and you're not offering to either get me back in some kind of way or something like that, you're getting relegated, dude. Right. I can't, you know, that, that's not something we need in our life. We, you got to you gotta prove yourself as a friend. You know, I'm not resting. You can't rest on your laurels. Right. You can't just be, you know, you just can't be the Philadelphia 76ers and just suck for four years and say, like, well, we were a great franchise once and just say, like, fans are going to keep coming. It doesn't matter. You know, that, that's no good, dude. You got to always prove yourself. And I think... Even, I mean, imagine if we could relegate some teams in other leagues, you know. You have, I think that maybe the most blood-pumping games are not the games to see who wins the championship. I'm talking about La Liga, Premier League, Liga Un, the Bundesliga. I think the most entertaining games are the games that decide who's not going to be in the top flight next year. You know, I'm watching, you know, Huesca versus Rayo Vallecano to see who's going to be for sure relegated because... That's going to be a game where you have fans that are just not going to be able to watch their team play against the best teams anymore. They're going to be sent down. That's the ultimate humiliation. That's more thrilling, I think, than even seeing who's going to win the league. Right. I think that's really cool, too. That's a cool dynamic. Like, like it's a, kind of like a loser's bracket, right? Like, people in the NBA, they, they, they tank uh, without consequence, right? There's no consequence. Maybe, you know, you get... You get uh, They've even evened out the odds for the lottery picks. Maybe but it's even incentivized to not be good. It's better right, to be bad. Right. It's better to be bad. And I totally agree with that. But then you have, again, you have like a loser's bracket and a winner's bracket in a league like uh, the English English Premier League, which, you know, it fosters competition even on the bottom end, which is exciting. Once you get to the at, at the bottom, you're looking at the race for the championship and then you're like split, split screen with like the the losers bracket as well like people getting relegated down there so i mean relegation in any in any form I, i'm all for it i think the, uh, the idea of a meritocracy that you have to prove you belong yes that's where i think i mean i'm not this is america <laughs> this is america this is not we this compete is the, this is the country we fight. Where, this is the country that's supposed to say that what you did in the past doesn't matter what you've done lately what you've done for me lately we're winners mer- it's a meritocracy we're winners mls it's the American League. Win or go home. Yeah, go home. Go or go home. to another league. Or go to another league. At the very least, just go to the second. But league. I mean, you know, I mean, there is some teams at the top, and you know, this this weekend, what this week was interesting. I mean, that Champions League fiasco with Manchester City and Tottenham. I mean, for if you like goals, this was the game. First ten minutes of the game, there was four goals. It was two two. You know, Tottenham came in with a one zero lead, so it was the return leg. This one was in Manchester, and. 4-3 in the final minutes. Tottenham up. Looks like they're going to make it. Manchester City scores a goal. Raheem Sterling, who's just, by the way, balling this year. 
as good as I've seen him play. You know, he's looking great. But he scores a goal. Manchester City goes crazy. They're on to the next round. VAR comes out, offsides, <laughs> game over, Tottenham advances. And, you know, that, that has to be emotionally gut-wrenching. But then to play against that same team three days later in the Premier League, you know. So yesterday, Tottenham, Man City playing again three days in the same stadium wearing the same uniforms after their last match. You know, Manchester City coming up 1-0. What's, like, an equivalent to that? You know, I mean, what's an equivalent to, you know, that whole scenario? Like, you know, having an emotional high and low game and then having to play the same team again three days later. It's awkward. Does it, ha- does it happen in, in any other sport? Like, is this the only sport where they have, like, different like a different tournament and then you could see the I, same I mean, team again? I, for sure it doesn't happen in American sports. But I'm thinking... What I mean, you know what? The only thing you can maybe consider is, is you know, you play them in the last regular season game and it right. affects playoff seating, and then you play them again right. to start the playoffs. But, but even in life, I mean, what, where, I mean, <laughs> what kind of, in what kind of way, in what kind of circumstance does life just laugh at you like that? Oh, you lost them. Your your uh, your season's dashed. Okay, well, you know what? Go play against them again. Go face the team that humiliated you again. You know that's. I don't know if there's any if there's any facet of life that's just that cruel. You know, it's right. It's and what, amazing. What an exciting game! What an exciting game! I I look back at the TV. I see it's you know it's one one within like ten minutes or less. I don't know how many goals they scored, but it was like I think it was the highest scoring game I've seen where I've been sitting there and I see goal, goal here, goal here, goal and like just goal after goal. And I, I really don't know at this point who's gonna win. And I felt just like I, I as if the I over under for goals coming into the game was like three. Three? Which is high scoring. I mean, a, I mean two it's one a, it's a pretty normally scoring I mean especially when one team's up as you know the team that's up is going to play conservative. It's going to be hard to break that team down. And, I mean, just within the first two minutes, there was a goal. Within two minutes of that, there was another goal. Right. Within ten minutes, there was four goals. So, by the end of the game, you end up with seven goals. It was 4-3. But uh, Manchester City did get a little bit of revenge this weekend. They they won yesterday 1-0. Puts them right in the title race. They, they nerves of steel. They've just been they've – had, they've had to keep winning. They've had Liverpool on their tails – Manchester City, while they're not going to win the Champions League, if they do take care of business, they control their own destiny. If they win every game from here on out in the Premier League, they will win the Premier League. Back-to-back times. Pep Guardiola will have another trophy to add to his, to his, to his cabinet. They can go for a triple. They're not, the quadruple is over, but the triple is still alive. And they won this week. They beat, they beat Tottenham 1-0. 18-year-old fought in, I, I don't remember his first name, scored the goal. But Liverpool had to, has to keep up with them. But how do you, I mean, I can't even think. There's nothing like it in American sports where your primary objective is over, but you still have a very important secondary objective where you need to achieve and you need to stay focused and you need to, you know, persevere and push on. I don't think there's, I don't think there's anything like it in American sports. Right. In American sports, I guess the only thing that you have to look forward to is, is, is the off season. I guess that could be like the only thing that stays in the back of your mind, like capturing, 
uh, capturing uh, star free agents. But but other than like a, a side competition, I think that's really interesting, man, because these teams compete in so many different tournaments. Uh, and that's the beautiful thing, beautiful thing about soccer. It's a global sport. Right. So, you know, you compete in, in Champions League, but then you have your domestic league as well. And you get to you know, interact with teams in other countries which is an interesting dynamic but yeah nothing nothing like that in american sports i would like to see actually okay um well the u.s open cup that's kind of a i mean mls teams they do compete in in like let's say like Concacaf champions league or mm-hmm. or yes. uh or u.s open cups where they do have they do have teams like locally here like like red force which is just like a a team that that's here we have friends that com- that play on that team. For example, they could compete against Orlando City, and they have competed against Orlando City, and that's that's actually a pretty cool tournament. Mm-hmm. Where where a team like FC Cincinnati, they actually got very far before they became an MLS expansion team. They actually got very far in the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, I think they lost in the final against uh, I think or- Atlanta United. I, I one of those like MLS teams, an established team, you know, an established team. team, right. Right, so that's the only instance where I could see in American sports. But again, this is this is soccer. But other than that, like I don't see like the Canadian Football League teams competing with like, you know, the NFL teams, which is I mean that'd be pretty pretty cool. Well, I mean, well, I mean it's it's like it's two different games too, though. I mean, you, right. have, you have different rules. I mean, all sorts of funky rules in both. But it's it's definitely something that's interesting, and it's definitely something that, as the American fan, you you gotta think like. There's so much opportunity to improve the game that is here and the different games. I mean, we could always be getting better. I feel like sometimes here we, we get stuck in our, you know, liking it how it is, tradition, not wanting to change things. And we're missing out on such a great, you know, opportunity to improve our games, entertainment. I mean, uh, imagine a team like, uh, you know, for our football fans out there, imagine a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, you know, they're not going to make the playoffs. They're out. But there's another tournament going on while the regular season is going on that is you know it's hard to say you know it's hard to to to, you know imagine what you can do but where winning the super bowl is not the only thing it's not a championship or bust kind of thing right you know it's there's different accomplishments you can make that keeps fans interested i think there there's so much room for that there's so much room you know i i eat it all up i love it right big fan but in, in other words, other things that are going on, I mean, La Liga right now, Barcelona's running away with it. Uh, Real Madrid won today 3-0 against Bilbao. Benzema with a hat trick. I mean, Benzema this year has been balling. Have you, have you, been, have you been keeping up with him at a, by any chance? Or I haven't seen too much about uh, La Liga, but I know Madrid, ever since they got uh, uh, their manager back, Zidane, he's... Uh, Zidane has played has has since since Zidane took over that he's kind of righted the ship a little bit but a little too little too late they're not going right. to win the Liga they're not going to they're out of Champions League obviously but Benzema uh, who is another guy that you can think of Benzema he's got to be I think like thirty years old maybe thirty one he's not so old he's not so young either he's a really good player he's been a starter for a, arguably the best team in soccer the last four years and he's just universally kind of Look down on like oh he's not that good old Benzema oh they need to get rid of him and he's having his best season he had a hat trick today you know I'm sure I don't know where he where he lies in terms of rankings of La Liga goals but he's having a great year but he's having a renaissance year I'm trying to think he maybe the equivalent of a 
I don't even know, maybe Rudy Gay coming back from being, you know, in obscurity for a bunch of years. Or maybe if Derrick Rose can get back to being an MVP type player. You know, it, he's back. He's doing well. La Liga has been very interesting. Uh, other than that, you know, Real Madrid, that's what they're playing for, I guess, to stay real. I don't know what they're playing for right now. You know, are they playing? Are they playing for anything? I mean, maybe they're playing to attract talent, right? Anytime you hear rumors about uh, uh, players, Aiden Hazard, for example, or um, I think Mo Salah was talking about uh, maybe not staying at Liverpool moving forward. So these are players that they could attract. Well, here's a good question. Would you rather play, would you want to leave whatever situation you're comfortable in to go play for an established, you know, blue, like, uh, I forget the word, whatever you would call, like, the blue bloods of a sport? Yeah. Would you leave, as, would you want to leave, would you rather be a star in a small pond or try to prove yourself in a blue blood place like Real Madrid, you know? If you're playing very well and you're loved at Tottenham, for example, who traditionally is not, you know, they're a good team, but they are not known for winning a lot of games, winning a lot of trophies, rather. Would you want to be a star in a, league, in a team like that, or would you rather test yourself and see where you end up in a team like Real Madrid, where you can be a star in Real Madrid, and if you are a star in Real Madrid, you're the king of the world. But as what happens a lot, you go to Real Madrid and then realize you just you, you just don't reach what you would like to. You, you are a bench player, a rotation player, a player that's good but not key and not a superstar like how you were in your old team. What what do you think? What do you think? Like right now, like Christian Eriksen is facing a decision like that. That's a yeah. rumor mill right now. Christian Eriksen to Madrid. So what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's interesting. I think I think Madrid is a unique case. Similar to also like uh, Paris Saint-Germain where, where they have a bunch of players that are, are internationally like diverse, whereas a team like Barcelona, they're more homegrown, right? So a lot of their players are Spanish, although they do pick out uh, teams from international places. But what I'm trying to say is I think it depends a lot on the player, on culture fit. I think that's an underrated thing in soccer that goes a little bit overlooked, where players in Real Madrid, for example, um, you said Tottenham, and what what I thought of is like Gareth Bale, right? It just seems like you know he has the potential, he has the skill set. You know he could go. Well, he was a superstar in, in Tottenham. He's a superstar, and, and he's played very well for Real Madrid. But he he has this idea that he just hasn't done enough. And I think I think a lot of it has to do with fit. I think it has a lot to do with fit. Maybe he's not, you know, uh, it it doesn't it doesn't fit well with him. Maybe he doesn't. But, but you know what? Just to, to interrupt, but I mean the same exact team you have a guy like Modric who played for Tottenham who wasn't as big a signing as as Bale was but he went to Real Madrid and he won the Ballon d'Or last year yeah you know the the award for best player in the world last year so what I mean the the question really like would you rather be the best player on the Orlando Magic or would you rather go to a team like the Lakers or the the Celtics or something like that and try to, you know, make your way there, not guaranteeing that you're going to be in that same spot. You know, that that th there's there's really a it's a dynamic that doesn't exist in other sports. If you're great, if you're an all-star, if you are if you are who's a who's a great player on a bad team in the NBA right now? Uh, you know, give me one. Like, if you're Carl Anthony Towns on the Timberwolves, if you get traded to the Boston Celtics, you're not going to all of a sudden be a bad player. 
You're Carl Anthony Towns. You're an all NBA talent. You're going to be great. But Gareth Bale, and then Gareth Bale is not even a good example, but there's countless players that Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, they buy them that were great where they were, and it just doesn't translate to the big stage. And that, that's something that doesn't exist in other sports, which is also interesting. You know, in soccer, you really have this choice of, like you said, style, fit, culture. It's really such a wild card, you know, for as predictable as people say that soccer is in terms of La Liga, you know, Barcelona and Madrid are going to win. Premier League, you know, like one of four teams is going to win. There's such variability in terms of how players will play, how players will fit, how managers will coexist with players, the drama that ensues. It's, it's, a, it's a full-time 365, full-year-round drama, soap opera, and I love it. Yeah. You know, even when the season's out, you got international play, which is another, you know, beast and different animal. But, you know, it's nonstop. It's nonstop. Per- personally, personally, so I think it, it, it's a lot to do with uh, the player's character. So personally, I like to be, I like to fight and, and, and feel like I earned, um, you know, a spot uh, with, you know, making my team great. I like to build from the bottom and go up. Mm-hmm. So personally, I feel like I would like to be on a team where like I'm homegrown, for example, and like I brought them up with me and I'm the leader of the team and I'm like the best player on the team. Uh, for example, like when James plays on Colombia, like, you know, he really gets a chance to shine and bring that team to the forefront and they play so much better when he's there and he's really the star of the team. And that propelled him to, you know, signing with teams like Bayern Munich or or Real Madrid where in Real Madrid he didn't really get those same, those same opportunities a lot of times he didn't get minutes although the talents there I don't think the fits there so personally I think it's case by case I really like to be you know the star of my team and get to well, build imagine, so like imagine this guy here in Ajax the their their captain is 19 years old I I, I think it's Frankie or Freddie Delit I don't speak Dutch, so I'm, I'm sure I butchered his <laughs> name. But he's 19 years old, center back, has a lot of uh, there's a lot of rumors connecting him with Barcelona, with Bayern Munich, and uh, he's leading a team full of upstart players. I mean, it, it really reminds you of the old Monaco team a couple years ago with Mbappe, Bernardo Silva, uh, Mendy, uh, who are some other Lamar, well, young guys, young team that just came up, rose. N- beat the odds, and made it to the semifinals or quarterfinals, I believe, that PSG team. Or that old Dortmund team with Mario Götze and Marco Royce and things like that. Those were exciting upstart teams. Like, I don't want to say came out of nowhere, but definitely exceeded expectations in terms of like a, such a prestigious international tournament like Champions League. And you're going to have this, – this, this week, they, AX has beaten up until now – Juventus, they just beat Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo and a who's who of star players. The three-time reigning Champions League champions, Real Madrid, they beat them as well. And now they're going to be here playing Tottenham in the semifinal. And who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? Is there anything better in sports than the underdog really just winning? David beating Goliath, is there anything better in sports than that? Do you think it's possible that they can even do that, by the way? I mean, that's what we're all always rooting for, right? We're always looking at the underdog. You know, everybody's pulling for, for that guy. You know, we saw we saw Tiger Woods. That's a great story. That's a great comeback story. We want stories. We want to root for the underdog. We want, we want that. And I think Ajax has been 
an amazing story, and they've played they played great to their credit. Like you said, they they're taking down these these blue bloods, um, and it'd be interesting to see if they could do that with Tottenham, who in their own in their own respect, you know, they they've been playing they're on fire too. They they uh, uh well definitely. I mean, Tottenham is by no means a like what we're saying blue blood. They're not they're, Tottenham. Like I said, I, I, they have I don't think they have any trophies in the last couple of years. I don't think I think that's the joke that everyone says they don't win. They haven't won the Premier League. They haven't won the FA Cup. They haven't won Champions League. They're not a team that wins a lot. And so we have, on two sides of the table, we have one semifinal is going to match up Barcelona and Liverpool. Classic showdown of really, like, historic titans. Barcelona may be one of the best teams in the world. One of the best teams in the world, if not the best. And consistently one of the best. They've had some of the best players in the history of the game play there. And then you have got, and then you have Liverpool, who's also had some of the best in the world play there, also one of the best teams. And then you know you're gonna have a final of a blue blood versus an up and comer, and it's gonna be interesting to see. I, I can't wait. I am rooting for Ajax, for Ajax all the way. Ajax, I'm really excited to see what they can do. I'm rooting for the young guy, and there's also a sense of urgency with Ajax because you have you know that they're not going to be back next year because just like with PSG, I mean, excuse me, Monaco a couple of years ago, and just like with Dortmund a couple of years before that, you knew that this was a great story, these are great players, but you know that they're not going to be able to keep all these guys. I mean, uh, De Jong is already going, their, their star midfielder who's also no, no older than 21 years old, I think he might be 19 as well, he's gone, he's gone next year. Uh, De Ligt, their captain, may also be gone next year. And I saw a great video. De Ligt came up through their, their, their academy, and there was a video of him at 17 years old after a game, staying after the game, there with the supporters in the stands. He's there on the field, and he's leading the chants. He's chanting things to them. The fans are screaming back the song to them. This guy is invested in his team, but he's not going to be there probably much longer. So there's a sense of urgency with Ajax, whereas Barcelona, you know Messi's going to be there next year. Piqué is going to be there next year. All of their great players. They're going to be bringing in more players. They're bringing in De, Ligt, De Jong sorry, from Ajax to their team. So at Barcelona, you know is going to be great next year. You know Liverpool is going to be great next year. Ajax seems like this. The same way that I feel when we were talking NBA a little bit earlier, that, you know, I, I'm rooting for the Raptors because of the fact that they're an all-in type of team this year. So I'm really rooting for Ajax. The, Madrid, the finals will be in Madrid at the Atletico Madrid Stadium at the Wanda Metropolitano. It's going to be a great, it's going to be a great final. This next week is off, but the week after is when we're going to see the semifinals. Do you have anything that you're looking forward to or anything that you think is going to play out in these next couple weeks in these games? Um, I think I think Tottenham has looked really good. Um, so I, although I'm Without Harry Kane too. Although I'm rooting for Ajax, I think Tottenham looks too good. So I'm gonna go ahead and say I'll be looking uh, for Tottenham to probably make the final. Uh, I'm really rooting and looking for the other side of the bracket, Liverpool. I think uh, seeing them hopefully making a comeback to the final again, which you know they had a tragic final last year. Uh, we got to watch that together, and and that was you know that was tragic. That's sad for a club with so much history, which hasn't had much uh, success in terms of championships in recent years. Uh, I would like to see them get a chance to 
to make it back to the final. Um, uh, they they do look dangerous. Barcelona uh, has looked very solid, so I, I want I'm interested to see that game. Uh, I'm interested to see if Liverpool has what it takes and has that fire uh, fire under under their asses, for lack of a better term, to to make it back to 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 the final. Uh, hopefully, to see Liverpool versus Tottenham, and and, and I really want to see Liverpool do something. Mm-hmm. No, it's gonna be great. I'm excited. I, I'm beyond excited. And you know, it's always it's gonna be it would be. A great storyline if Barcelona makes it to the final, playing the final in Madrid. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll have the Catalan pride there going. Yeah. And, you know, any shot they can take at Real Madrid or at <laughs> Atletico Madrid, you know, they're, they're, they're spa- their La Liga right now, they're La Liga little bros. Yeah. Barcelona running away with the La Liga title. So they're going to, they can maybe, it could set up to be a chance where a culmination where they win La Liga. And then win Champions League in Madrid, party in Madrid, wow. in the faces of their of their little bros, for lack of a word, bro. They're gonna little bro these guys, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're, you know that's something they want to do. You know that when the schedule when when it was announced that their finals would be in Madrid, you know that that's something that Barcelona said this would be the ultimate. This will be the ultimate sunning move, right? Broing move. Imagine like uh, I can't even think of them. Imagine, you know. What's a big rivalry? The Cowboys winning the Super Bowl in Washington, D.C., you know, in the Redskins Stadium, or, you know, the Steelers winning the Super Bowl in Baltimore. Right. It would be it would be pandemonium. I would love to see that. I, I, I personally think it's going to be a final of – I think Barcelona is going to win it all. Hot take, hot take, Barcelona and Messi winning things. But I would love to see a Barcelona-Ajax final, and I would love to see – Dijon, the player of Ajax that's going to Barcelona next year, it's already been confirmed, make the winning goal. Can, can, have you ever, has that ever happened? Has that ever happened where a team, a player is going to another team? It's already official. Imagine, you know, he's going to that team and then him beat that team before he goes there. Let me give you, let me set you up like this. Wow, that's Imagine interesting. Imagine Durant. You think he's already going to the Knicks. You think he's already wearing, sleeping in blue and orange, you know, pajamas. Imagine if on the Warriors he beat the Knicks in the finals right before going to the Knicks. Right. That would be amazing. I don't think that's ever happened. And that's something, you know, that actually happened, you know, when when Bayern played against Borussia Dortmund a couple of years ago. You had Lewandowski who was already, you know, packaged and shipped already on his way to Bayern at the end of the season, but then he had to play against Bayern in the final. And it's already you have the rivalry of Bayern and Bruce Dortmund, which added to it, but he couldn't he couldn't make the difference. He couldn't help Bruce Dortmund win. He, you know, maybe did a solid to his, you know, future club let and they ended up winning. But how amazing would that be? That would that's something I'm looking forward to. That's that's what I want to see happen. But what I see happening is probably messy, you know, doing messy things and yeah. Winning it all. Yeah. And he scored, what, two goals last game? Yeah, he does that. Two, right? Yeah, he, yeah two goals. He does goals. score goals. De Gea had a huge mistake. I don't know if you saw the second goal. The first goal was classic Messi, FIFA style, cutting in onto that left foot, shot into the left bottom left corner. Yeah, I know, saw. From the right side of the box. That's just, you know, he probably can do that in his sleep. But then the second goal, shot on goal, easy, safe for De Gea, and he just lets it squirt by, you know? Just, yeah. That was and that was the backbreaker. That's what ended it for them. Regardless, yeah, Messi seems to be in form. Barcelona's in form. 
Um, again, we're looking at four teams who who have been on fire. So so it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be interesting. So what? Let's talk predictions. Uh, Tottenham and, and Ajax. What what are you what are you thinking? I, I'm thinking you know I, Tottenham's gonna be without their arguably their best player Harry Kane. He's he's injured still. I mean I've loved what I've seen from Son. Son looks amazing out there. He's looked like an absolute game changer. This team that hasn't bought any players in the last two windows compared to who they just beat Manchester City who spent you know upwards of hundreds of millions of pounds in the last couple of transfer windows. It's a great story. I think it ends in the semifinal. I think Ajax shocks the world and makes it to the final. Let's go. Ajax, led by a 19-year-old captain. Wow. That's what I want to see. I think, I, think, I think Ajax shocks the world. And on the other end, you know, who do you see winning, you know, Barcelona, Liverpool? You know, you, you, it's a who's who of names that everybody knows. Yeah. This is not the game of underdogs. This is the game of two teams fighting for, you know, Barcelona not really fighting anymore, but two teams that are going to win their respective leagues. You know, these are, our, these are you know, these are the big boys. Who do you think wins this this this? This matchup of colossal giants. I think I think it's been uh, it's been tough uh, for Barcelona in recent years. They haven't had the success they're used to in Champions League. They've watched mm-hmm. uh, they've watched Madrid hoist the trophy, lifting the trophy for but the while, past. But in, in, and but while Barcelona's been winning La Liga and right, I mean, do you think that you know? And Messi said it earlier in the year to your point that winning La Liga, winning Copa del Rey is great, and that's. Those are, you know, essential goals heading into the season. But the ultimate goal for a team like Barcelona is to win Champions League. And like you said, to watch their bitter rivals win it three years in a row, four years of the last five, they have to have some extra motivation in there. You know, that's what do you think that's going to be enough to carry them through Liverpool? I think I think they've looked so, so good over the past few years. Just like the success that they haven't had in um in, in in past years in Champions League, they the numbers are there, the stats are there, the stats show. Hey, this is a powerhouse team. They should be having the success, and and I think they're too good to not take down Liverpool. I think they're heavily motivated by the fact that that their rivals are out. The competition looks uh, a little bit. I mean, it could be stronger. You don't see you don't see the usual suspects. You don't see Juventus. You don't see um, you don't see Real Madrid there. So this is definitely an opportunity. You know, they get a decent matchup against Liverpool, but but I think I think they smell blood in the water and they're going to take advantage. But do you think so? You, do you think Suarez and Coutinho score against their old teams? Suarez, uh, Suarez and Coutinho, the two best players of Liverpool. I mean, pre Salah and everything, those were the guys carrying Liverpool. Both sold to both, both sold to Barcelona. Luis Suarez, a little bit more successful in his new club than Coutinho. Coutinho might not even start, but. How amazing would that be? I mean, that's another storyline added right. on. The drama, the drama is just overflowing this, you know, cup of acceptable amount of drama I can have in my life. It's overflowing right now because <laughs> I'm watching Barcelona, Liverpool. I, I remember earlier this year, Liverpool refused to even speak with Barcelona about a, a player. They were I forgot who they were looking into selling, but they wouldn't even negotiate with Barcelona just for the fact that Barcelona's been stealing all their best players the last couple of years, you know? How amazing! I mean, what do you think? Do you think that storyline plays into these guys' heads at all? Do you think that's a thing? Uh, I'm a big thing. Of, uh, I'm a big uh, uh, proponent of, of, of players feeling comfortable against uh, old clubs, or yeah, having a chip on their shoulder and just feeling comfortable um, in that environment. So, what's the stadium they play in? 
the Anfield. Anfield. Anfield, yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Never walk alone. Right, right. So, for example, you know, when LeBron goes to American Airlines Arena, it's, you know, he knows his spots on on the field. He knows his spots uh, on the court. I think it's a. LeBron's never beaten. He's never won at AAA since he left. Does he? Has he not? I don't think so. Okay. That's the thing. At least when Wade plays, I know he has. Bad example. Bad example. But, But, I mean, maybe that's a good example. Maybe that's saying. Maybe. Maybe the booze get to Suarez and, and Coutinho. You know they're going to get booed. Yeah. Because, I mean, Coutinho more than Suarez. Suarez, you know, I, I read his book. He, he actually waited a year. He wanted to leave, and then Liverpool told him, wait a year, and then we'll sell you to Barcelona. And, and they followed through on that. That was after the whole biting incident, too. But Coutinho, you know, hijacked his situation, claimed an injury, forced his way out of Liverpool. The funny, ironic thing is that he forced his way out of Liverpool last year, and then Liverpool made it to the Champions League final without him. So... I wonder how much they missed him, but Coutinho, when for sure he's going to be whistled and get some booze when he, whenever he touches the ball. Does that you know level of animosity that you feel? Whereas the last time that Coutinho played there, he was a hero; they loved him. And now when he returns, he's going to be you know he's the villain. Yeah, he's not going to be. Will do? Do you think players are able to overcome that? Do you think these guys? These guys are professionals. I'm I'm not sure if they will or not, but do you think that's I I. For those reasons, I don't think that Liverpool advances. I think, I think Barcelona. Uh, I got tongue twisted there. <laughs> I think I think. So I'm torn. I want Liverpool to win, but I don't see how they beat Barcelona. I, they're so solid, and I want Suarez to have a hat trick at Anfield. I want it to be something where like they boo him and he does his pistolero celebration right. and things. I think Suarez is the wrong guy you want to give fuel to. Um, you don't want to fuel him. More fuel, more fuel. No Fight fuel. Somebody, man. Don't don't yeah, boo Suarez. You're gonna regret it. Do not boo Suarez. Uh, you know we saw we saw uh, how that turned out in in Brooklyn booing a player of uh, Ben Simmons' capacity. I think it's a, a similar storyline. Suarez really likes to show up in big games, and I think uh, I think I think he's gonna show up. That's a good storyline as well. Uh, so so we're, we're 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 taking you out on this. We're taking we're 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 exiting on this. Who you got? Barcelona, Liverpool. Barcelona takes it. Barcelona, and then you didn't say earlier who's you got? Tottenham, Ajax. Tottenham. Tottenham, Barcelona final. Who who you got? Barca wins the trophy in Madrid. There you have it, folks. It's been said. It's been spoken. Bet the mortgage on it. The mortgage, your house. We're not liable for any losses that you guys have, though. <laughs> so that that's takes on tap. This is soccer edition number one. We're gonna be bringing you a couple more soccer editions. We're gonna see how it goes. We love talking soccer. We love. We know you guys love soccer. So that's our episode. Mikey, take us out. Take us out. This is takes on. Facts. This is takes on tap. We're gonna be here. We're back. Hunko's leg is feeling better, and and the takes are gonna continue to be hotter. So tune in next week.